What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the living room, or TLR for short. I am so pumped that you are here. We are so pumped that you are here. If you have no idea what you stumbled upon or you forgot since last time, TLR is a podcast and a community where we talk about life and faith and honestly whatever else comes up. We created this community for anyone who wants to join in on these conversations. If you want to get more connected with us, finding us on Instagram is the best way. We'd love for you to join us, meet new people, and get connected with all the different things we have going on around here. Don't worry, we linked all that in our description. Well, that's enough for me for now, but wherever you are in your life journey, we hope you enjoyed today's episode and it inspires you to continue this conversation and to take your next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the living room, or TLR for short. We are so pumped that you are here. Today in our living room, we got Tyler. What's up, Tyler? We got me, your host, Nate, but most importantly, we got Deanna, a.k.a. Big D. Uh, no, just kidding. We're not going to say that, but we got Deanna here. It's too late. You already um, did. It's no, we got Deanna in our living room today, and we are so excited for the conversation we're going to have for you, with you. Um, I'll let you introduce yourself a little bit in a second, but just to pump you up, um, <laughs> Deanna has been one of um, one of the close family friends that me and my wife and my kids have got to have. Like it's it's been awesome to to start off like personally be friends. Uh, me and my wife were friends with Deanna, and then see her really become kind of like an aunt to our kids and it's just so awesome so i'm excited for this conversation personally also deanna has been a role model in a lot of different ways in serving which you'll hear about in a second but if that's not enough of a pump up i mean i don't know what is (laughs) (laughs) but deanna i'll let you kind of share a little bit more about yourself who you are uh and then how you got connected to sojourn just kind of whatever whatever you want to share there Yeah, so um, I started out going to college at CCRI, and then after a couple of years, transferred to Rick, and it was maybe like only... Rick, Rick, Rick. (laughs) Yeah, it was probably only a few semesters into being at Rick that I discovered Sojourn, and I initially met Nate, and then met a lot of the students that were there with us. Hang on, pause right there. I want to know if you (laughs) remember, because this is very similar to uh, Frankie, who, if you guys hadn't heard this conversation, (laughs) go back and listen to that. But do you remember what happened the first time I asked you to get coffee? Oh, yeah, of course. Yep. It was through Facebook Messenger, I believe. And you're like, mm-hmm. hey, do you want to go get some coffee sometime? And my initial reaction yeah. was, uh, does your wife know about this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you thought I was hitting on you. That's awkward. Uh, yes, my wife didn't know. Anyway, continue. Yeah, now it seems like I'm closer friends with your wife than I am with you these days, but that's cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But no, I love you guys and your family and just seeing all the stuff that Sojourn's done over the years, um, being a part of it at Rick when it was, you know, before you were even on staff, Mm. that was, it was really cool to see where Sojourn has gone. And so I loved getting connected with, you know, the other students there, learning more about what you guys are doing on campus and off campus. And um, if anything, for me, a lot of my serving got to, you know, be shared with others through like the trips we went to Oregon, yeah. like going and doing service trips and just even here in Rhode Island and the New England area, like 
I don't know. It was a lot of fun and getting connected with people through serving together was something that brought me a lot of energy and a lot of joy. Yeah. It's huge. So I want to, I want to set this up because, because one of the things that we're going to, you know, wrap up talking about like that's currently happening is that you're getting ready to go on your third trip to Kenya. Okay. You are, (laughs) I know it's amazing. You're getting ready to, uh, Spend a year there, right? Yep, a year, probably a little bit longer. A little we'll longer, see. ma'am. Oh, big deal. Yeah, yeah just, just, you know, no big just, deal. Go it's, from it's, two it's, weeks to two months to, yeah, <laughs> about a year or so. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, at that record, you're going to go two, two years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to, we'll get to that in a second, but I want to go towards the beginning um, and just kind of get this, because it's so cool to see how this has happened over the past, like, six or so years, hmm. because... Tyler, I, I don't know if you remember this, but like, but Deanna went with us on that Oregon trip, and it seems like that was like one of the starts because you did something crazy <laughs> on that Oregon trip and that <laughs> summer. Oh yeah, that's and right. And so, <laughs> just to set the context up, and I'll let you, you know, tell tell what happened for you. We take a surface trip during spring break every mm-hmm. year, and that year we happened to go to a Native American reservation called Warm Springs. It's in Oregon, beautiful place. Um, and we're serving there. We're learning um, about uh, this tribe's culture, and it was, it was just an awesome time. One of the things we got to do, which is your passion, like just is <laughs> one of your passions, uh, was work with the kids on that reservation. Yeah. And this is where I remember me like, Deanna is something special because <laughs> this is where he did something crazy. You know, tell us what you did. Yeah, I remember um, it was kind of funny because we were able to go and do a lot of things over on the res and kind of get to know the culture and do various things for different groups of people there. But we did get to spend a few um, hours or so one afternoon at the Early Learning Center. And that's, I mean, that's what I went to Rhode Island College for was early childhood education. So i learning more about um, just the education system for the kids on the reservation and seeing, you know, the potential of being able to get through middle school and then to high school, like, you know, it gets slimmer and slimmer chances of graduation, the older you get there. And I wanted to do my best to, you know, open up, be opened up to any opportunities that I could be to mm-hmm. potentially coming back oh, there. Oh, you were open up to opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I remember it was like our last night cause we would debrief, and um, we were sp- set set up into different groups. And one of the questions that you guys asked us was, you know, if you could come back or if we could stay a little longer, like, what would you want to do? And I said, you know, I'd love to work with these kids. Um, and it was the next morning that this woman who attended the church that we were all staying at, she comes in. She's like this little 80-year-old lady. She comes in and she says, anybody who wants to work at my camp that I have over on my ranch, just let me know. And like everybody from my group the previous night like instantly looked at me like, Deanna, go talk to her. <laughs> so I was like, all right, cool. Don't I will. take those questions seriously except for <laughs> Deanna. <So laughs> I mean, I have that question every year for 10 years and no one's ever said like, yeah, I'm coming back. Yeah. I'm- and so that year I went back for a couple months to like live on this woman's ranch and it was really cool, like, being, like, just out in the great outdoors, working with the kids, and, like, I don't know. It was really cool. So. Like, like, it's so funny to me because when when she asked, I was like, yeah, nobody's going to say yes to that, right? <laughs> like, I mean, I was like, 
Nobody's even. And then, and then when you said yes, I was like, well, she's not actually gonna follow through and do it. And then one day you're like, yeah, I'm going back to Oregon this summer. I'm like, wait, like for real? Like, yeah, I remember being like, at like, like the Portland or like for someone. <laughs> no, you're going back to the reservation. Oh, like you're serious. No, you're like actually I'm going <laughs> to this to the reservation. You spent one week at, yeah. and just somebody you met that week, you're going to live with them and work with them. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I remember being at, like, a little reunion thing up in Boston with all Sojourn folks, and, like, my name tag said, hello, I'm going back to Oregon. <laughs> like, and people are like, you're insane. But I, I'm like, no, it's, it's going to be fine. <laughs> I know. But but I love it because, you know, we've, we've talked about this before, but, like, I do think that, like, it unlocked this adventure in you that, like, that you you wanted to invest in in these kids. I mean, that was, that was your motivation. That's why you were going and, mm-hmm. and it unlocked that for you. And it became something that, that even though it wasn't necessarily uh, going back to that reservation, it was something that you continued to do. Um, yeah. You want to share a little bit of how you got connected to this group, um, in Kenya that, that you've ne- worked with now two times and getting mm-hmm. ready for time number three. Yeah. So, um, after graduating and Nate being like, oh, well, you can't be around soldier and stuff anymore. Ian. Get out of here. <laughs> Isn't that so sad? I'm like, I'm still going to serve, though. <laughs> to be clear, I asked you to work with us. Okay, like, <laughs> let's, let's just get the record straight. You I can't say, be a I didn't say student leave. anymore. <laughs> I said, you got to start working. <laughs> <laughs> you got to apply. You got to work no more for Sojourn. <laughs> Put in the work. Yeah. No. Um. Sojourn connected me to South Point Christian Church and um, after graduating from Rick um, and going to South Point for a little while and getting connected to a lot of the folks there kind of finding that next community I guess outside of uh, other students at Rick and all of that um, it was at South Point that they had one Sunday just said hey we're sending a team to Nairobi Kenya if you have any questions or if you want to like potentially go just you know get connected to this person at church all this stuff and so i was like oh well you know what (laughs) two weeks could turn into a couple months i don't know so i went with um the south point team in 2018 um and we went there and worked at one of the missions of hope international schools um we were doing it was kind of fun because we got to go in and we asked you know the teachers and like the social workers like what's going to benefit your students here what is something that we can offer as far as trainings or you know and most folks will say like vacation bible school but we actually got to do some of that and also the ladies on the team, we got to do self-defense training for the girls at the school. And that's pretty the, cool. the guys on our team did like a masculinity class for the for the boys at the school to mm. talk about like, you know, respecting themselves and, you know, their female classmates, but also like things about like, you know, staying away from drugs and alcohol and mm-hmm. all that. So it was it was an awesome trip. And while I was there, I was hearing more about an internship that was like a two month <laughs> thing. And I was like, hmm, this sounds <laughs> familiar. <laughs> Uh, am I going to keep I'm already up? already here. Might as well come back. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I'm repeating that pattern from Oregon now to Nairobi. And so um, I got connected with CMF International in that next summer in 2019. Uh, me and 10 other interns from like all across the country. We went there for a couple months and all of us being like either going into pastoring or social work or myself as an educator and like all that kind of stuff. We got connected to all parts of Mohi. So it was really cool. That's really awesome. The favorite part about you, Deanna, is you hear 
other people ask you to do something as a call from God to do it. And I know that's like, and that's a super rare thing. Like when somebody asks me to do something, I feel like I've, I mean, everybody has a choice, obviously you say yes or no, but mm. I, I do feel like you feel the weight of, man, man, maybe this is God calling me to step out of my comfort zone and to do something big. Cause that's right. Like I've asked that question so many times to people and people are like, no, I, I think God's letting me do something else. And that's totally fine. If that's what God's really directing people mm. to do for you, you see a need somebody invites you, you say yes. Like that's literally the formula for you to go on these adventures. Yeah, exactly. And what you're saying is definitely true about stepping outside your comfort zone. So it's, I feel like that is another part of that measure of like, you know, it sounds like something I could do and I have these gifts and these talents and skills that I could put to good use. And so if it scares you a little bit, like don't let that keep you from pursuing that option, that invitation that somebody gives you. That's that's actually something I wanted to touch on real quick is that you're not just some rando going there. <laughs> you if there's somebody qualified to go work with these kids, it's you. Right. Because like I mean, just just, sure. <laughs> just just brag on your education a little bit. You got your master's. What did you get your master's in? Uh, yeah. So I was at Rick doing my undergrad for early childhood education and I stuck around to do my master's there for early childhood special education. And so when I get to Nairobi this time around. I'll be working closely with um, other teammates from CMF, which is Christian Missionary Fellowship. Um, but I'll also be working closely with my Kenyan co-workers who work for Missions of Hope International that are, you know, special educators, educators, social workers, all of that. So, yeah, yeah, because like because because one of the things that that really is impressive about it is that it's like it you have. When when you say you have the talent and skills, it's not just that like it's something you want to do, but like you did study this and you're amazing at it. I've seen <laughs> it firsthand with my kids, but but like Thanks. you are amazing at it, and, and way better than me and Tyler showed up there doing it. Like Tyler and I would show up and be like, we know how to kick a soccer ball around. Like I mean, I don't know, that's helpful, right? Energy <laughs> like, is good. Energy is a good place to start. Like <laughs> they would love us. They, they would love us. I just don't know how much educating we would do. Okay? Like we would, we would teach them things they may not want. To, they, they may not should know. Anyway, uh, but I do. That's one of the things that I love about this is that like it's something that you went to school for, and then even after graduating, you continue to find a way to use those skills, that education, as a as a way to to serve people. Um, and I just think that that is super awesome. So, yeah, thanks. So good job. Um, <laughs> Gold star. Uh, how about this? I, I'd love to ask this. Like, so you've been there a couple of times. Um, what was it like? What was that process like to, you know, going two weeks and then mm. going two months? I mean, that's that's a step up. <laughs> Twelve months plus <laughs> is much more of a commitment than two. Easy. Months. That's called crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Talk to me a little bit about like your thought process spiritually, whatever, all throughout that. Then like kind of led to like, this is what I want to go do. That's an excellent question. And I love being able to share my explanation with people, whether they're asking me about it, like in this kind of setting or we're sharing it with others, or if it's just a one-on-one -on -one conversation and, um, going you know the first time going from the two weeks to the two months just overhearing a conversation about the internship I was just like oh yeah I gotta do that like mm -hmm. there was no like hesitation or anything obviously because it's like you said oh only two months yeah um but it was the second time like this next time around trying to decide how long I'd want to come back for it was one of those things where 
it wasn't until the end of two months that I was like determined to come back and like for a little while I was actually fighting it <laughs> and I was like oh my gosh this no is I don't think I'm what go. Tyler is saying like oh my gosh this is crazy like I'm crazy to do this are you kidding me but something that I tried talking you out of it to work with us like I mean there's all kinds of things going now on. you're saying it's training for when I do finally work for Sojourn 100 percent. I mean I'm, you know I'm all about taking credit and like inserting myself into things yeah you guys you guys are great at that um <laughs> But yeah, no, it was one of those things and I didn't really understand what it was until I got back and started talking to one of the guys on CMF staff. But it was when I was there doing the work for those two months, it was something that was happening, you know, like this kind of pull internally, but also hearing the feedback from my fellow interns. Like I was ecstatic that I was able to bring half of my team to the school that I got to work at for those two months and they like you're great with these kids all the kids know mm. your name and i'm like well it's only one name they got to remember <laughs> there's like 300 <laughs> kids at this school and i can't remember all their names but um but just they saw how naturally i like fit in with you know my coworkers and how comfortable i was you know making conversation outside of what we were doing that day with the kids with the teachers all of that just settling in learning the language all of that so I had that external like confirmation as well. And so when I got home and started talking to my friend at CMF, I'm like, I think I need to go back. Oh, never mind the fact that like I was on the plane and my friend Tyler sitting next to me and I'm the only one in tears that we're leaving. <laughs> They're like, we can't wait to go home. But <laughs> I'm like, and he just looks at me, he goes, you'll come back. <laughs> That's like, funny. Thanks Tyler. Um, but yeah, so when I got back and I was talking to the folks at CMF, it was, you know, Jake was telling me, he's like, if it's something that you're feeling internally, like you feel that pull, like you f you're you're like, no, I got to do this, even though it's a little scary. And you have that external like, you know, your coworker, my Kenyan coworkers, my fellow interns, like even some of the team members that are there in Nairobi. They're all like, no, you, you do great here. You have the skills mm -hmm. that we could, you know, we can use you as a resource for our um, for our, our teachers and social workers and all of that. And. The last one that he was telling me, too, is, like, you also got to feel that kind of pull from, like, what does scripture say? What is the Lord saying about it? And it wasn't until I was, like, he said that to me, and I realized, like, I was pulled back to, like, those last few days when we were heading off on safari, and I was just sitting in the van on the way out there and just looking at, you know, my surroundings, and I'm like, are you really calling me back here, Lord? Like, is this what I'm supposed to do? And it was just having that kind of peace kind of settle over me a little bit like he's basically telling me like yeah it does seem scary but i want you here and i'm gonna take care of you so i do have a question so i feel like you're i wouldn't say you're the ideal person but at the same time you're a great example of someone <laughs> who says yes to needs around the world and I'm not even asking our students to go around the world. I'm asking them to mm. go across a room and say hi to somebody or so I'm I'm wondering what do you say to people that just say, Deanna, you're just a crazy person though, so this is just what you love to do. So I can't do that because you're just crazy. <laughs> like what would you what would you say to somebody who says, I can't do what you do? Well, I think too, like I love this question too because um, a lot of folks thought I was crazy to work part-time at a retail store before I was taken off to Kenya. And it's like, D shouldn't you be teaching? Shouldn't you be doing this? And I'm like, well, it's COVID. I don't know about that. <laughs> but also like being able to be in customer service, like 
I would take my part-time job and see it as service. So it's one of those things, whoever walks up to my counter, my coworkers, like you can do it in whatever setting that you're at. And if anything, I was like, no, I'm seeing this as a blessing of being able to practice those smaller moments of service, even if it's in a five minute interaction, like thinking of others as you would want to like, you know, treat and love yourself, like being able to do that in any situation that you're in, it's, it's not as hard as you may think. You know, I, I mean, what I hear in that is that it's, you have this mindset of being like other people focused, like, like, like you're, you're like you're thinking about them and that just, and I think this is kind of the Tyler's point that just runs countercultural to what mm-hmm. most of us do. Like we, like we tend to put ourselves first, think about ourselves first, which obviously we all do that at some point. None of us are perfect, but I mean, yeah, people annoy me too, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still think about them in a more positive light when I, I am getting annoyed by them. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's brain training folks. <laughs> that, that is such a positive way of looking at that. <laughs> I'm like, F you. (laughs) Nate's ready to fight somebody. And I'm like, hi, how can I help you today? (laughs) Yep, 100%. 100%. I mean, that's why, I mean, that is one of the the challenging, (laughs) that's one of the things that you've challenged me in, um, just in being friends through the years. Um, But no, I love that. This is that you're also, you're very open about the things you struggle with too. So somebody can put you on a pedestal that you have, you're the ideal person, you have this master's degree, like you just don't, I mean, struggling with, I mean, fundraising, and you've been doing that for a long time, mm-hmm. just struggling with um, um, uh, mental health, too. I mean, so many things that you're very honest about, I think, is what makes your story even better, is that you had to come overcome so much. You've had to run through closed doors in order to follow what God wants for your life, and I think that's the most inspiring part of your story. Thanks, Tyler. That's actually one of the, one of the notes that I have, is that, like, there's, I know that there's been several barriers for you to that yeah. you've had to overcome. And it's so funny. So many people, I don't know if you know Bob Golf, but but he has mm-hmm. this quote, and so I'm stealing this from him. But so many people are like, well, you know, when one door closes, another opens. And he's like, or sometimes you have to open the door. Yeah. Or kick <laughs> it down. <laughs> Tyler is a fan of running through them. <laughs> like, 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 yeah. like, you can, like. Doors were made to be open, or nobody's thinking of the windows, so <laughs> like, like pop that thing open. Yeah, and look for a window. Through there. <laughs> I love that. When the doors close, look for a window. I like exactly, hundred percent. <laughs> and and it's and and you're just an example of doing that. And so I hope for the people listening, whether you're in college or you're out of college, or you're working wherever you're at, that like that it, you know, regardless of where you're at, that hmm. that you think about that. That like just because you see barriers doesn't always mean that it's not. You know that's the thing stopping you, but especially if you're a Christian, like mm. I, I, I just think somebody challenged this one time uh, to me. Maybe it was Tyler. I don't remember who, but <laughs> probably but, Tyler. But it was you know when I was going through something similar, and there are just these barriers. It's like, hey, stop and think about this for a second. You believe God's with you, like God, God, mm-hmm. like like created everything. The big G, like <laughs> like, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big G, not the big, not anyway. the little G. <laughs> We're gonna have to edit this entire podcast. <laughs> you know, the big G God is with you, right? Okay, and you're so scared of those barriers, right? Yeah. And and I just and when you put it in that context, again, not that it makes the thing easy, not that it takes away the emotion of it, mm. but there is something about knowing that God is with you, and that in this security and this confidence that that 
yeah, you can confront those barriers. And you've, you've done that. And, you know, some of the barriers, you've gone through them. Some mm-hmm. of them, you know, you didn't go through them the way that you wanted them to and <laughs> still figure out around them. Like, I, like, I mean, there, there's all kinds of things. But, like, I just I <laughs> just wish that that, that that is a thing or a lesson that more and more people understood. Yeah, I think, if anything, like, and it was actually kind of interesting, too, because a friend of mine, a close friend of mine, said to me the other day, she's like, I just want to say, like, I'm very impressed with the work that you've put into with your mental health, and it's very inspiring. And I was, like, kind of like, what do you mean, almost, because it is, like, that day-to-day, but when you have those core people around you, and again, like you're saying, when you feel confident that God is with you in something, like, nothing can stop you, really, except for you. <laughs> so well, Even, like, mental health doesn't have to stop you from following Jesus. And not just following Jesus. I mean, like, to the ends of the world following Jesus. Mm. Like, and I, that's huge. And I'm not saying mental health is, like, it's a real thing that's powerful and that we need to have a better answer for in the church and be able to offer resources. Mm. And um, at the same time, mental health is still not an excuse for not saying yes to what God has called you. And I think that I just think your story is so good for me even because it's so easy for me to say that boy is on fire. Thank you so much. (laughs) I gotta say, I just feel like it's so easy for our culture to say that and then say, I'm just not called or it's not, it's not for me. And I think you're breaking down barriers because of that. Yeah, I hope that I'm doing my best to channel my anxiety into a productive <laughs> bit of work to get myself to, you know, the the African continent. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love Use it. Use it as your superpower, folks. Yeah. Well, I love that. Uh, yeah, I just love the whole journey. We could talk about that forever. I want to mm. start wrapping up with this question, though, that, like, you've been there a few times. Um what um as you look back on those what is maybe one of your favorite stories of something that's happened maybe it's something you've learned and experienced that you had this maybe putting you on the spot a little bit mm-hmm. but uh yeah just something that like that you're excited about looking back and then i'm going to ask the flip version of that that like as you look forward you're going uh soon what is something you're looking forward to as well so favorite memory and then something you're looking forward to um, I would think that like one of my favorite memories was probably one of the deciding moments for me to think about considering going back for a year. And that was when I was able to be pulled out of my usual like weekly routine to go to another school to do some screenings for students who, um, you know, their teachers have identified them as like potentially needing additional supports in the classroom and that kind of thing. So we were heading to that one particular center um, because they had space uh, for a resource room for those kids. And, you know, the head teacher, she had her diploma in special education, so she's super on board. Um, and we spent a couple of days there doing that kind of stuff and working with these students and, you know, working with a CMF teammate. And she, like, day two asked me, you know, I worked with this student. She's, like, grade three. Um, I worked with her yesterday, but I know you have um, more a little more experience with uh, working with kids with autism than I do. Do you want to you know, work with her today just so we can, you know, compare notes. And like, for me, I'm like this person who's been living in Kenya and working with Mohi for like, I don't know how many years has asked me to do this specific thing. Like, and like, it's gotta be a little intimidating. Like, (laughs) oh wait, 
You're asking me? Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> so like to me, if anything, it was like, yeah, it was intimidating. But at the same time, it was almost like, again, it's one of those invitations of you have these specific skills, you have these talents, let's, you know, put them to use to help the student and, you know, their classmates, their teachers, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And so that for me was huge. And also, you know, getting to work with those kids and learning more about like the disabilities that are prevalent for the students that are in Mathari Valley was really, really neat to see. Mm. So that's, that's probably awesome. one of my favorite memories. That's so cool. That's that, that's part of what I meant earlier when I was like, yeah, Tyler and I couldn't do that. I'd be like, <laughs> autism? I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> Deanna? <laughs> that was little, an, actually... Yeah. I'd be FaceTiming you. Like, hey, Deanna. That was actually... You brought up another memory, too. Of um, I remember coming into... Um, Cortico Chonyaya is a school that South Point will send a lot of the teams to mm. because that's where a lot of the folks at South Point sponsor students. I remember hanging out with them on my internship and I come into the social worker's office and there's like this very heated discussion happening in Swahili and I'm like, okay, so what this little kindergartner did probably wasn't a great thing to do <laughs> in the middle of class. Let's see what happens. And so like in the midst of all of this like conversation in Swahili, my coworker Lynn, she looks at me, she goes, Deanna, he did this in class. How did like he... <laughs> the poor kid pantsed himself in the middle of class and she's like what do we do about this and i'm like oh my lord and then but it is it was one of those things where like the training from like going to school and everything kicked in like all right i have some follow-up questions what was the what was the lesson being taught what subject was going on is he just a five-year-old that just is doing that in class did tyler like, teach him how to do that? I was gonna say, out of did laugh, tyler and nate multiply the number of pranksters at this one school <laughs> we don't know so like that honestly that was just like one of those things too where it's like i was grateful that the training that i had at rick like it was almost like an instant reaction of okay here's all the training you've had being recalled in an instant let's work this through with the teacher and the poor teacher she was just mortified i felt so bad (laughs) as you think of an answer for what you're looking forward to yes you just something you said like i can't believe i haven't touched on this yet but like (laughs) how cool is it we have a Rick alumni here, mm-hmm. right? Who like got an education at Rick and literally is not just helping and impacting people in here in little Rhode Island and stuff, mm-hmm. but literally an international impact. I feel like that's just amazing. I don't, when you said you're thankful <laughs> for your Rick education, I was like, actually, that was kind of cool. Yeah. Like, like you, you went to Rick and you're now halfway well, across I, the world I helping wish, people. I mean, I hope Sojourn taught you this, but maybe <laughs> you learned it from somewhere else, but it's just so cool. Like, we think of mission, except what you're going to be, you're going to be a missionary. And that's just mm-hmm. such a weird word for somebody like you. That's like, obviously went to school to, to teach and to do like, but it's crazy that you took something that you knew and you're applying it to a need. That's all you're doing. And because of that, mm-hmm. you're a mission. Like, what if we saw missionaries like that in everyday world? And like I said, I don't know if missionaries get a lot of honors, so maybe they don't want to be a missionary, but it's that concept. Like that's what, that's what Jesus followers do. If you want to boil it down, what does a Jesus follower look like? Like, obviously, it's someone who loves Jesus, follows Jesus. But it's also you take what you what you love and what you're good at and you meet a need. And I wish it was the I wish we had more students taking your lead and not even going. I guess I don't even care that they stay right here in Rhode Island. I think that's what we need even, you know, know, to a point, especially at Rick and students and in their dorms. Like, it's just you've, you've you got it. And I don't know how you got it. If we taught you that, 
<laughs> tell us we had to teach that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> because simple formula is literally what Jesus did well. I think honestly, Tyler, it's definitely been those like the trips that you guys are taking on. I know you guys have been going down to Mexico and what you guys are doing there is amazing. So it is like, if anything, just seeing you guys, um, seeing the passion that you guys have for missions, both here, like at home and, you know, internationally, that's, that's huge. So like, like you're saying, like your mission field can be, and it doesn't have to be at work. It can be like nights and weekends or whatever it is, whenever you have your free time, like, you know, you don't have to, sometimes like you don't have to be like me and wait for the invitation. You can just go out there and get it. Like Tyler's <laughs> saying, burst through those doors, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I also believe this. I, th- I think sometimes college students especially are worried that they're going ahead of God and that like, what if this isn't God's will? What if he, you know, but I think God will pull you back. If he doesn't want you to do it, he will put a stop to it. Like, it's pretty easy. It's not like God's like, I can't stop her. She's crazy. Like, <laughs> there she goes. Those <laughs> again, like, I would much rather students, like, full throttle, like, just and diving into things. And I think there's a way mm-hmm. to, like, actually seek the spirit. And to, I, I totally understand that. And I think we should do it. But I think we were really good at waiting and for God to, like, give us a dream and then given another dream to make sure that the first dream is real before we just like go all in and just say, I'm going to do this. And so that's what I like about you. You're just like, Oh, this seems to be neat. This seems like I should be doing this. Why would God not want me to do it? Yeah. Well, I mean, you, just- you totally have a point too, Tyler, because there are other, you know, jobs and employment opportunities that I had before becoming a missionary um, and doing that same kind of work with her, like working with students with disabilities and at the time like going in and seeing like oh I think this is what God wants me to do and then seeing the after effects of some of that work I was like okay maybe God wasn't with me on that one but that's okay because he's taught me x y and z through these experiences either about myself or about people or how I relate to them and it's it is even if it's something that seems like a failure or seems like a mistake if you can pull those kind of like learning experiences out of it and use that moving forward then again you'll probably you know be on a better path to be more in tune with the spirit and hearing those pulls and tugs love it tugs pulls and tugs mm. <laughs> got it <laughs> got it uh what are you looking good forward to called pulls and tugs that'd be a good one <laughs> that's the name of this episode pulls and tugs with oh big lord D. okay <laughs> <laughs> let's oh my gosh let's not take my words out of context please guys come on <laughs> years of this years uh, how was, am i still it here there. It you was said there. it you said it i didn't go back listen all right go rewind that tape oh my lord <laughs> give me strength <laughs> okay all right <laughs> back on track <laughs> what are you looking forward to oh my I am looking forward to seeing what God is going to do both in me and through me. And one of the things that I've learned through like the training that I've had to go through before heading out to the field is that God is present in the mundane and just being able to remember that. So even if it feels like, you know, another routine day working with either some students or teachers or going to meetings like even in that everyday kind of feel it's you know god is there with me and and it's more likely that he's going to do more in me than through me while i'm there but i'm also excited to see like what that's going to look like and you know 
seeing what kind of barriers, you know, are put up while I'm there and how God is going to help me get through those. So I think that's going to be something obviously too, just being able to see the kids again. Mm-hmm. Let's, being let's be real. <laughs> Seeing the kids is going to be great. So, and hanging out with all my coworkers, I miss them a lot. So, yeah, <laughs> that's super awesome. That's super awesome. I, I hope that, you know, the point of these podcasts and the point of all these episodes is for <laughs> what are we doing? Where are we? The kitchen, the, the, the basement, the, the living room. The got it. Living room. You got it. <laughs> no, the, the, the point of these is for, for you to hear these conversations and to wrestle with them and, and, you know, and, and really to, to, to engage in this. And, and I just think that you're a great role model to, to think about and wrestle with. How am I serving? How am I, to, to Tyler, what Tyler said, how am I taking something that I know that I can do mm-hmm. and, and seeing a need and, and, and meeting that need. And so I would encourage everybody, like your thing may not be working with children. Your thing may not be going to, to Kenya, but I think we all have the ability to see needs and to meet needs. And so, so what are those needs and mm-hmm. how can you meet them? And that's what I encourage you to take away from this, to, to think about that. And we are rooting for you. Mm-hmm. We are excited. We can't wait to have you back on when you get back and yeah. be like, so what happened? Tell <laughs> us about it. Um, Absolutely. Um, and take credit for it because, you know. You hey, know, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I'm not kidding. It's going to happen. But jokingly take credit for there's it. no stopping you guys with that one <laughs> but anyway um yeah deanna you want to r- close us out with telling everybody what they need to do yeah they gotta stay awesome and if you can stay more awesome than nate Felkel, then go for it <laughs> always stay more awesome <laughs> than nate Felkel. that's good that's good <laughs> pew, 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 pew. stay awesome <laughs>